welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast, where every week we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under, with your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio. Hello and welcome to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. I'm your host and licensed funeral director, Victor Rubio. And today we are here to discuss episode 12 of season three, titled Twilight. I am back again with Natalie Willis. Natalie? Good evening. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to bring Spanish to the table today. Right. Um, do you want to give out your Snapchat handle since <laughs> yeah. you're apparently f- super famous on Snapchat now? I have a total of five followers on Snapchat, well, so that's exciting. Let's get to seven. Um, okay. Well, you know, it's such an amazing Snapchat name. So prepare to be amazed. Prepared. And it is. And go. At Natalicious. <laughs> Wait, how did someone find you then? Uh, obviously, you don't pay attention to my Instagram because it's clearly marked Snapchat is Natalicious. Gotcha. Natalicious. Okay. Um, okay, well, Natalicious on Snapchat. Natalicious in the house. Oh my God. <laughs> I just did that. What am I doing? <laughs> Uh, okay, so we're here for episode 12 of season three. I, When I watched this episode, I was just dumbfounded of how sad it was. And you don't think so at all. <laughs> you thought this was the happiest episode of Six okay, Feet Under. Okay, <laughs> I wouldn't take it that. I I don't know. I just didn't find it. I found I this mean, episode just, just dark all around. And I feel like this is why season three gets labeled as dark for this episode. But you I don't will think tell so. you that it is dark as far as like the scenes and the show and the lighting and so forth but i'm yeah it's dark but the way you, you made it sound like is like a, but you weren't sad at the end of the episode like wow that's a lot of fucked up shit that just happened yeah no i was sad so is it just because i said it was a dark and sad <laughs> episode and you just your ever quest to not agree with me <laughs> just a, like if i said it was a happy episode you'd be like no it's actually really dark is that how this goes you know what you have to be the smartest person in the world you figured me out congratulations <laughs> natalicious was defeated <sighs> man okay so natalicious natalicious um, zero victor one anything on this episode before we get into it no or anything of a, a primer or nothing I mean, it was, it's a very good, it is a very good episode. I wish they would have um, played, I wish they would have done more detail on the, you know, the death, the mm-hmm. person that passed, um, only because, you know, it's, it's interesting. I just thought maybe we could throw a little bit more in there. Right. But it, I understand it's not really about that. This episode was directed by Kathy Bates. Love her. Love her. Um, I think she, she does five total. And what's funny about that is she like left the season like episode five or six. Mm-hmm. She's still like gone. Kathy Bates, who I think we should start referring to as Ms. Kathy Bates, is a fantastic actress and director. Have you do you follow her on anything else? Why should we call her Ms. Kathy Bates? <laughs> because Why we need to give her Ka- that respect title. Okay. Ms. Kathy Bates. Like she is a step above. Okay. Do I follow her on anything? I tried to follow her on Twitter to try and get her on the show when I thought I could just tell someone, <laughs> hey, do you want to be on my really small podcast? Mm-hmm. Um, no. Why? Do you follow her? Well, maybe. Yes, of course I do. But maybe next time you tweet, you could say, hey, Natalicious. No. Natalicious no. wants you. No. Maybe you'll get her attention by saying, Ms. Kathy Bates. <laughs> Would you mind? That's a little tidbit of helpful info. Okay. Um, fine. Uh <laughs> <laughs> the I guess to get into it, the death capsule for this episode. Um, I feel like this is as close as you can get to doing that. Just the way that they the, that officer was priming the uh, family members, I guess, right? Yeah. Um, have you ever dealt with a case from prison like this, like someone who has been executed? Yeah. No. Uh, anyone from jail? Yes. Has gotten, yeah. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to remember the circumstances of it. All I do, all I really remember is that we ended up picking them up from, well, it it became a medical examiner. They always, that's that's law. Yeah. And I don't remember much else about it. Mm -hmm. Um, Anytime somebody dies in the um, jail or prison system, they automatically become a medical examiner's case. Right. Um, I guess (laughs) it's not that like they really toy with it a lot this episode, but 
I guess we could try and have a quick de- uh, discussion about it. Do you agree with the death penalty? I don't really want to have that discussion. <laughs> I don't want to get into that. No, but so, so it's yes or no. I can't answer that question. There's no... There's no... I, You know what? I thought for a minute that you may ask me these questions and how was I going to respond. I don't, I don't want to answer that question. It's not... Um, that's... I don't want to answer that question. Okay. I just... I, I have my own feelings on it and uh, I really don't want to get into political and all it's that not, stuff. There's nothing political. It's very, the death it's... penalty is very political. Wow. So I like struck a chord. You struck that chord. It just got super awkward in here. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, well, it was nice seeing you tonight. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Talk to you next week. <laughs> Talk everyone. to you next week. Bye. <laughs> wow. Okay. Yeah. I that's feel like a, I want to pull more out of you, but I'm, no, I just. Um, so let me ask you then, who do you talk to this stuff about? Like your view on the death penalty? Like who? D- I mean, my best friends. Right. So am I like chopped liver? Like <laughs> no, you're my male best friend. My right. fee, I'll be my female best friends. Okay. No, I don't know. I don't. I'm just saying. Like, who do I talk to about it? I talk to. When is the proper time to? Is this because we're on a podcast? It's because we're on a podcast, okay. and I'll just I'll tell you what. Do you think like when you run for mayor in like 2026, 20, like it's gonna come back and bite you? You do you really think I'm gonna run for mayor? You have a Snapchat. <laughs> it's a name Snatalicious. <laughs> I know I, anything is possible. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I okay. I I don't. I here's here's what I think about the death penalty. It has been it is alarming to me. I, and you know what? This is all I'm going to say. So you're not going to get any more else out of me. It is alarming to me how many people in these last 10 years who have been found not guilty because of technology and new science testing, like legit not guilty, and they were going to be executed. Mm-hmm. Um so, however, what I deal with is certain situations where I, I, there's this person just isn't human anymore. And, you know, like, I, I mean, I, of course I was all for see you later by Obama or Osama. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> no, I, I love whoa. him. No, Osama bin Laden. I mean, you understand what I'm saying? Like, I, I get that. I just, I, I don't like talking about the death penalty. So Natalie's wearing her no, red don't you Make America that. Great Again I love <laughs> Obama. <laughs> I always mess that up. Well, okay. <laughs> well uh, I'm just glad just because you said, no, I'm not going to talk about it. And then you talked about it. So, But not a lot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I didn't even care at that point. I just wanted to break that. Uh, I'm like, okay. Um, I'm not going to talk about it either. So... Oh, <laughs> uh, um, I guess the only thing from this scene that I do want to uh, point out is there a scene that like really parallels the the injection. Yeah. Later in the episode, um, I thought it was just kind of nice how creepy or, or like dark, like I said. Um, but I can't imagine what it's like attending this either. Um, Would you go to one of those? Oh man, that's a good question. Like my head right now says no, but the idea of like closure and all of that, but knowing that he's gonna. I think I think what's the most uh, uh, shocking or like like uh, whiplash inducing whatever like the, the stuff something that makes you like go back is what he says. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like no remorse, there's no guilt about it, and it's like, damn, did I need to see that? Did I need to hear that? Well, maybe you didn't need to see that. Just like look, look how evil this man was. That yeah, only only a man of this ilk could do this. You know. Yes. Um. But I, I don't know. I don't think that that whole they got that whole scene right about you know the prep and I didn't I didn't I didn't notice. But was the daughter in the room with all this? Was yeah. the daughter in the room with the victims, um, survivors? I'm the sure family that family. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming. I yeah. just don't see how that would have mixed. I, I, I mean, just what he said. He seemed even the prison guards seem all calm, cool, and collective. From what I've read about that, people are you know these jobs are are jobs that people. Get and they go through all kinds of training and the all, officer, the the, the officers, oh. the, and the injector, you know, and um, I just think it's I didn't think that they put the serious tone to it. Oh, I think and it that, was very much the serious. Do tone. you? I I thought that him I don't just know. being like because you you know do you know why I think they they have like a serious tone to it because the officer who was telling them how it's gonna go he wasn't like like he's like the same way I imagine like you know how many times he's probably done that so to him he's like repeating because he even says he's like. And if you don't agree with this, you know, if you don't agree that how everything went down, 
you know, I, I, at the end, I want you to come to come to me and say, officer, that went exactly how you went. I just imagine this is a guy who's done this. They didn't play it like this is the first time. And he's like, yeah. guys, I know you're all going through a lot. It's like how, like, you know, kind of like, I don't want to say city jobs, but like, I bet you like police officers who show up on scene, yeah. someone who died. I bet you they're, they're, not that they're not compassionate. It's just they've they've been through it before. So they're just like, we're going to call you, uh, you know, a medical examiner or whatever. Is there someone you can get in contact with? You know, and it was very like. Yeah, no, they're, they're matter of fact and facts. And I think in those type of situations, that's the best thing given. I just, I don't know if, I don't know how often somebody in that position actually goes, you know, handles yeah. sees executions I'm not sure that that's like a daily occurrence or something no but anyways I, the, that I wish that they would have talked just more about I mean there's a little bit in the episode about what he did I just you know a serial killer that's yeah. huge like what let's give more information I mean to that that's huge I think if the episode wasn't so heavy on what's going on like with Nate and everything yeah you had like more room that's what I'm saying I don't think it wasn't supposed to be focused on yeah the yeah. actual person right. that passed I get it uh, and sort of, I mean, the episode starts out with Nate. He gets a voice, a voicemail. What do you even call it? A message, an answering machine message. <laughs> uh, a what? An answering machine? When he right I'm, now? I'm totally joking. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Natalicious. Um, Remember they had little tapes in there? Yeah. Oh my God, the tapes. Yep. <laughs> you could record. Mm-hmm. Um, my answering machine always made me sad. What about yours? Why would you make it sad? Because every time I came home, there was zero messages. <laughs> Nobody called me. Uh, uh, it reminded no. me I was single. Actually, actually, <laughs> if you want to laugh, that I I used to hate recording it because it was like, well, I remember growing up, we did like the thing where it's like, I say every yes. other word and yeah. you say, you're like, yeah. hi, where? Not from <laughs> right now, but please. Um, but I used to always hate hearing my own voice. Yes. And I just told you, like, um, now, like, on the podcast, now it's like, yeah, for someone who hates their own voice, they fucking, you know, uh, what are we up to now? 26, 40-some-odd episodes, whatever. Uh, anyway, the, after we see uh, Nate, you know, pull the, the, what do you call that? The voice recorder? The answering answering machine? It's called an answering machine. And Claire is mulling over her now uh, pregnancy and abortion that... David is on the phone with a telemarketer. <laughs> oh, Lord. God bless David. And and I guess let's, to, to try and get into it, whatnot, where this whole fight that starts out, where do you side with it? I guess let me, let me set it up where, you know, Keith, David's on the phone and he's essentially just uh, um, talking to the telemarketer to the yeah. point where Keith just walks in and is like, not interested. Click, hang up. Yeah. And he had a tone in his voice, and then they just get into this brawl about mm-hmm. everything that's been going on the past few episodes. Where, where, where do you side with this? Well, I, I personally side with David only because uh-huh. of my my career background. Mm-hmm. And I, I used to, as you well know, I've told you a gazillion times. I used to run telemarketing centers mm-hmm. um, in the late '90s, early 2000s in Atlanta and Denver. Then I would, I was a project manager, had to go all over. Listen, that's a tough job, mm-hmm. okay? And it doesn't pay great, mm-hmm. and it is constant people screaming in your ear, "Let's sell, let's sell, get a sell, close mm-hmm. that deal." And you know, it's just, it's hard to get somebody to buy over the phone but what makes it worse is that you're sitting there for eight hours a day and people were just cussing you out and screaming at you and i just just say no thank you i'm not interested but and let it go but but be kind instead of just but david, I under, david I know, was clearly not he's engaging but maybe they could have maybe he could have been sold i don't know but he was being polite and i appreciate right. when people are polite to telemarketers yeah uh it, it kind of did make me make me think about when I get telemarketers. You get telemarketers all the time. I know, but I mean, it Lord. just it happened like a few minutes before we, we recorded. You get that IRS scam all the time, too. Uh, but I love the IRS oh, scam. Man. I sit on the phone with them and I get them all the way down to the, to the <laughs> point where I could settle my tax lien of $20,000 by simply just going to Target and getting gift cards. Uh, no, I, I hate the telemarketer calling today. Yes. It's, that's, it's not the same today. Today they're, they're they they present a scam. They're not trying to sell me the newspaper. They're trying to you know. I, I get a call a lot of time about windows. They're gonna provide new windows. I guess because we're like in a hurricane, mm-hmm. whatever area. 
and then they ask me for my address or like you know i'm pre-approved and all this shit and it's like oh you don't have my address already because that shit they're just gonna find out when you're not home and all that shit um not no some of that stuff is the companies are hired and they give them calling list and they give them a script and they go buy it but in 2017 there are still telemarketing companies out there i have a few friends that own telemarketing companies based out of denver and arizona and they're six but but and and that they all remember it's also the political calling too that they do right i understand it's still a form of business a method of what i'm saying i guess what i'm saying though and and i don't want to go down this road because i'm gonna i'm probably gonna like turn off some people who listen but the idea of like like no like i get i get where you're coming from like these these people yeah right but like that's not for me to take on my shoulders when you're cold calling me sure i know and it's 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 the same thing with like the idea of like if you're a delivery person and your company charges two dollars delivery well it's like I, i don't do it but i could totally understand someone being like well there goes your tipping i don't do it but it's like yo you need to take that your $2 up with your manager, not with like, mm-hmm. a, like it's not on the customer because you're whatever. Um, so I'm not 100% with you on the, like the, the cold calling in. I'm just very empathetic to it. I, I know just, you, like I Like I said, these, these poor people, oh Lord. Uh, but so that's why I'm on David's side. And also. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm just trying to well, get up. <laughs> no, when I was just, when I asked you whose side are you on, I meant like the actual overall fight, not the, oh. not the. Uh, the no, fight about the telemarketing no, call is like okay, two seconds. Okay, okay. No, but I'm saying I'm on David's side right. because why, Keith, why do you need to intervene? Why do you have to be so well, he controlling? Says I, why I, do you I, have to be so aggressive? I, Just I let me be. I hate to see you, I hate to see you handle that shit. Like, yeah, but David's a grown man. I, I mean, I understand, but that doesn't mean like, well, <laughs> I didn't mean to get into the whole thing of telemarketing because the idea that the fight that breaks out is kind of like, how i imagine most couples end up breaking up like it's never a it's not a they didn't break up over the telemarketing it's the straw despite what we just talked the about back. Yeah. <laughs> right right it's just it's always yeah. about you didn't get yeah. bread or something yeah. um so let me re-ask the question rephrase with new imagery on their fight of of david inserting himself into keith's business when he's fighting with his family and the idea of that keith is not really on david's side he's just I don't know, likes the idea of him and problems, whatnot. Where do you side with that between the two of them? I still side with David. David David Licious. (laughs) That would be a Snapchat name. I can totally see it. Uh, When David screams, like, I want you on my... I mean, that's why I was like, wow, this episode is, like, heavy because it starts out right from the beginning, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, Like, I'm, I'm with David in terms of the idea of, like, I want, like, yeah, you want someone in a relationship to, like, be on your side or whatnot, and I definitely think David is right when he said when Keith looks at David, all he sees is problems. But I think Keith also has a point. And it's like, and I guess too, that's how like you, 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 you're in a relationship where I'm with Keith too. Then I bet you David was sticking his nose and don't, don't shake your head at me like that. <laughs> Man. Hold on. Did David not insert himself into the fight? Yes, with he did. De- okay. Fact. <laughs> you're interrogating me so doesn't and now what i'm saying is now it's one of those things that it's turned into keith was wrong david was right because david keeps bringing it up and that's why i like when keith snapped like when are you gonna get it through your fucking skull that you were in the wrong um there are you still with david the whole idea that he's the one who like interjected into the fight because that's what kind of exploded everything this is your turn. <laughs> okay. I, wow, you're just asking me really deep questions tonight. I'm just, uh, I'm just no, I'm joking. Okay. That was a joke. Um, I'm still with David. I don't know. I just am. I just, you know what? I just am. I understand why Keith is upset. I just like. I, I, I just I, think I'm this just, is coming. This has just been. This is coming. No, no, I, and I think this more speaks to to. I, I got to stop saying to the idea of because yeah. I feel like I've said it forty times already. It's like someone who says like, like, like. Uh, the notion nice that david like kind of just he like stuck up for keith when keith didn't want uh we just said how david <laughs> you know what's really funny let me let me let me try and trap you in here in this box oh. no no listen <laughs> you said david is a grown man why can't he handle the telemarketer on his own keith picked the phone up and hung it up mm-hmm. keith is sitting there arguing with his father he's a grown man why did david have to butt in cuz he loves him 
But why well, was it okay for Keith to do it and just, not David? It, it, because it's a different situation. So you just, yep, this is another one where you're just going to stand Ooh, your ground. I just got burned again. <laughs> Natalisha zero, Victor two. Ooh, this is But hold tonight. on, isn't that funny how you looked at that? That it was totally okay for Keith to do it. But when David did it, it was no, they want to be together. Whatnot. Uh, it is definitely, definitely different circumstances. But kind of the same thing. Where David's, David stuck his nose where he shouldn't have, and same with Keith. Yes. <laughs> Fact. Okay, okay. Uh, I definitely do think that it's more of the idea that this is just a couple who shouldn't be together. Like, no matter what, who sticks up for who and whatnot, they just don't work. They are not... They're, they're like past the point of no return mm-hmm. whatever that cliche is like it's just not gonna happen yes and you're gonna you know stuff like that's gonna happen uh we can move on to the scene where mrs williman i think her name is allison yes Ooh, thank you <laughs> Oof. Uh, the- <laughs> what are you gonna interrogate me on now for this scene <laughs> you know what and about keith right <laughs> um when they're with uh <laughs> We've had this conversation before about serving a family of someone of this magnitude. Mm, we did. Right. Just like the week before we did right. this episode, just out of nowhere. Uh, the idea of like serving a family who, let's just say the, the son was a serial killer. The, the father was a serial killer. Uh, I think we even went into, because it was kind of around Charlottesville, that whole thing of like, what if you had like a KKK member who died yeah. and come to your funeral home and whatnot. To, re, to sort of rehash it quick, were we on the same page about it or did we... Because, I mean, first the idea of you're not serving, you know, Mrs. Williman, Allison, she's not the serial killer. Her father was. Yes, that's what she said. And she's the family. She's the one grieving. Yes. Uh, so are we on the same page of you would serve... Would you serve Mrs. Williman? Let's start there. Yes, I would. Uh, to take it further, like we were talking to the most extreme KKK member... And the family, they didn't come in with the garb on on the white sheets and whatnot, but the father of the family was a KKK member, died of cancer. Would you serve that family? Yes, because you can't discriminate against families. Do I? Let me tell you something. I think what we were getting at in that conversation that we had was obviously because of the events that unfolded in uh, North Carolina not too long ago. Um Def, I, you know, I just 100 gazillion percent do not stand for this nonsense with neo-Nazis, KKK, hate, racism. It's disgusting. Uh-huh. Um, I, I did take an oath as a funeral director and we cannot discriminate. So while the deceased may have been a member of a hate group like that, um, the family may not have is it is not or maybe they are but it's not in my I, I don't like wait she's not a serial killer right okay you i'm i'm serving the family i'm doing my role as a funeral director um you know I, but now let me take it further where let's say that let's go to that and again extreme example now the the family that comes in of the kkk guy who died they are also members of KKK. Yeah. You, are you still serving them? Because yeah. what, what you just said something interesting is we don't discriminate. Mm-mm. And what I'm saying is I discriminate. <laughs> yeah. No, no, no. Trust me. Outside of my business and I run into the KKK group, no, no, no. you're done. I'm talking at your funeral home and so, and the, that I family. Can't, you can't discriminate you, against them. I, okay. It's, so it's this a, is where in the, re- the conversation that this we... This is where we disagree. Yeah. Because I'm like, nope. Like... And again, I don't own my own funeral home, so I don't. I probably, in the end, don't have the power to say it. Uh, but, like, yeah, I'd be like, no, I'm definitely, I'm not. I'll, I'll, I'll help you any other way you want. <laughs> I'm not yeah. going to sit down and help you, because you're the like. We're we're talking. I think it's pretty easy to, and I don't mean easy, even though I just said it. It's 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 easy for us to be like, no, no, we'll help the family because they're not the ones. But what happens when the families are the ones? F them, F this. Take it in any scenario. We're going with the extreme of, I don't know how much more extreme I can get than KKK, you know. Um, but, you know, if someone, whatever. Let's take someone, uh, someone from Charlottesville walked into the funeral home and whatever. 
and the family is like f them whatever you know yeah i i like i I'm, when you said i don't discriminate i would definitely discriminate there if my it, beliefs are strong like my beliefs are strong enough <coughs> um i don't want to get into why that conversation sparked mm-hmm. but what happened is that kind of like yeah no i don't have to um my pride doesn't outweigh i guess i don't know my ego whatever mm-hmm. that yeah i just i think that it, it it doesn't outweigh it for me you know i i just it's it i i do not want to be thought of as somebody that at all supports groups like this because i just no, that, do you're not, not you're not you know clearly. i'm just saying that it's hard for me as a funeral director who swore that oath to it's the same it's yeah, we it's don't the have, same. I know. It's just. It's. I don't want to ever be in that situation because it's just. I mean, just the the pure angry angry eyes that I will have at these people because of, of who they are. But yeah, it's just. I. You cannot. This is this is who they are. Yeah. I'm here as a funeral director. I'm making sure a funeral happens. I am not putting their garb on. Right. I am not going to be passing out. Um, yeah, you yeah. know, st- mm-hmm. I, I, I'm going to draw lines on things, but yeah. I'm he- I'm I have sworn an oath to uphold, you know, this per- profession, and you know, it's to me, it's kind of the same situation where these police officers that were trying to, you know protect and and stop the fighting and so forth and the ones that you know got hurt by uh by you know uh neo-nazis that were protesting and so forth and then they see their police officer get hurt and but they and then the neo-nazi gets hurt and they have a duty to perform first aid it's a hard situation and that is the only reason why i said that i i will not turn somebody away because of their beliefs i do not believe i don't have to agree with them i do not have to support them and i do not have to i think i think the difference is though that police officer he has a sworn right to do that we yeah, but don't. We, we like, don't. I don't have we, a sworn we can right. Hold, we can hold I have our, an oath. We hold ourselves up to that. Yes. But that cop cannot say. Actually, if you go down the block, there's another cop that will help you. Like, no, that cop that is. Yeah. We. I. You walk into a funeral home. We won't serve you. But there's a funeral home down. You know. Yeah. That being the difference. Are you still gonna stick with that? This episode is not deep. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what we've Man, talked. I, and we you, haven't. We what? haven't. We haven't even gotten into abortion. Oh. <laughs> Oh my! Lord. I, I'm just saying, oh. you're still gonna think that. Uh, let's get back yeah, I'm gonna, to. I'm gonna scratch that comment that I made earlier. I think I'm gonna cry tonight. This is just, I don't know. I just don't. It's I I I don't I don't. Let's 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 ugh. yes. Let's get back to. Uh, do you would you agree that Allison, the daughter of of the serial killer, immediately picks up on Nate's weakness? Yes. That Nate is in oh, like sure. this totally lost place, and she's like, "Yep." Mm-hmm. Uh can I say this without sounding crude or anything? Is it fair to say she has daddy issues because everything that goes on? Because, I mean, this is kind of messed up what she's doing, right? Would yeah. you agree or no? No, I don't, I don't like it when people say daddy issues. But... No, uh, no, no. Like, like, let's not say, I mean, if she has issues, she it's has because issues. of. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> This is canceled. Up the, the this podcast is tonight. canceled. I'm canceled. I'm done. Bye, girl. See ya. Um, man. Um, I'm just saying. She's got. Yeah, she's got. Yeah. I mean, come on. Her father was a serial killer, but right. it's not like daddy issues. It's just. Yeah, she comes from a serial killing family. Her father. Right. And she said that like he was a good father. Except it's just, to her brother. Yeah, except he beat the shit yeah. out of him and not that. Mm-hmm. But how quickly she picks up on, on, on Nate and she just kind of sees something to like. And she's probably really lonely too, right? Because I mean, I imagine she probably lost a lot of friends, her family. I bet you she is very super alone when she sees Nate. But the idea of doing this while she's planning her father's funeral, probably that just goes right over her head. She doesn't see it like that. Uh, Quick thought on the tattoo. Did you know this was a thing? No. I didn't know either. This is a thing? I, I, uh, I was really shocked about it. I didn't know... Which side was the starting point? Because one side has them entering in. I mean, no. One side they're whole, and the other side they're like picked apart. I don't know if they go in as pieces or they come or they go in as a whole. Mm-hmm. I didn't know which one. Um, it was a strange tattoo. Really quick, when they're up in 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 the house, everyone's upstairs, and uh, Ruth brings out the Dr Pepper can. Yes. Um, 
Nate swore, and Lisa's whole thing was like, and you know, mind you too, back in 2003, Whole Foods, everything healthy, everything natural, whatever. And Nate's like, no, Lisa would never drink Dr. Pepper. That's someone else. But Claire makes the comment like, no, she drank Dr. Everybody Pepper. Everybody knew she drank just Dr. not Except, around you, exactly. And that's like a whole like, oh, maybe like she wasn't as pure as he thought. Yeah, because yeah. if he's doing this behind yeah. her back and whatnot. Um, I guess we could... But you know, this is just something. Mm-hmm. When um, when David said, just put it back in the fridge, somebody else will drink it, I can guarantee you, no one ever touches that Dr. Pepper <laughs> I didn't even pick that, up that on that. That Dr. Pepper is still in the refrigerator to this day. It's still there. It's still there. In and a storage closet will never somewhere be moved again. In LA, in like a studio. <laughs> and when, they, when she put it back in there, I said, well, that will never be going anywhere. I didn't even, I didn't even pick up on that. Um Really quick, and I'm, we, we're not going to go back to it. There was a, it might have been earlier this season, where Rico, Rico's in uh, arrangements with a family, and he finds out that this is the family of the guy who shot up in office. It's one of the first two episodes of this season. And it's a guy who goes into work, something that's almost commonplace now, back yeah. in 2003, yeah, it kind of wasn't. But guy just, the, the, the death capsule starts out, the guy just comes in, just blows people away and then while rico's in in with arrangements with them he finds out and he kind of fights against the fishers like no no we we can't serve these pieces of garbage and david's like no no, no they, they are not the piece of whatever um but it's funny like this episode rico has almost he's even post embalming him which we'll get to that yeah, whatever that I is hope we we'll were. get there uh, he's static about this <laughs> george and ruth we could kind of knock out their storyline quick um I was watching this with someone, and she had asked me, do old people kissing and cuddling or whatnot creep you out? Does it <laughs> creep you out? No. Nope. Like they do in this. No? No. It always- I mean, in general, when you're in public, anybody... Holding? Uh, is, yeah. It's, I'm not, a, I'm no, not no, all for No, no. Like PDA. holding hands or hugging no, or whatnot. No, that they like totally there's go something out in about the hardware older store. People, yeah, there's something about <laughs> older people like kissing and cuddling or whatever. It's just... I don't... It's, you know what it is? It's probably just I haven't seen it. Uh-huh. I don't know. I guess sort of shout get a room <laughs> <laughs> there's I think part of a theme I picked up on this episode is people are ideas of each other and when I say that because Ruth says to George you're my last chance for love George says you're my last chance to be happy they're not even like necessarily into themselves you know it's not like Ruth I love you George you're perfect you're special it's you're my last chance of love and you know uh, I'm going to be wife number seven, whatever. Like, And the same thing with George. It's just like, this might be my yeah, last time. Yeah, but she didn't know that he was no, married No, they found out. Times. What I'm saying, though, yeah. they're more into the idea of marriage and everything than they are yeah. self, right? Uh, would you agree or no? Yeah, they, they do that. That's I, I see what you're saying with that. They uh, they want to get married again. But, you know, I don't know how common that stuff. I don't With, what? with older couples, especially when people are widowed and, and so forth, um, it's hard if you're if you're social security if your benefit that you're getting was is a high benefit and then you get married to somebody and they're also on it it's going to change it up you're just not going to get that so a lot of older people nowadays they may live together but they're not married so that doesn't affect their social security (laughs) yeah uh i I meant i meant common uh, as in seeing a couple cuddle whether married or not no, I mean, it's, yeah. I, I'm just not for PDA anyways. I mean, does it make me feel, I'm like, oh, I, excuse me, can I get to that um, drill, please? <laughs> I mean, can y'all just take it somewhere else? When when they're at the tool store, they propose to each other. Yes. We could say that. Uh, when Ruth hugs George, I want, did you pick up on this at all? She has a drill in her hand, and they go to hug, and they kiss and whatnot. When, if you put yourselves in this, sh- what, why are you, why are you I'm, shaking your head? I'm agreeing with do, you. Do you know why, do you get, do you have anything on why the drill was there? No. Did you pick up on it? No. So you got to look at it this way that when they're on the set, right, everything's got to be perfect. There's an action and whatever, right? Everyone goes whatever. There's a reason why they make her hold the drill. There's a reason they said, when you hug him, when you kiss him, hold that drill. Uh, I could be reading into it. There's no commentary in this episode, but do you remember what happened to the George character? Um, further down the road? Yeah. 
Uh, I think so, yes. It turns out to be, I, I couldn't, like, uh, not a hypochondriac, just like mm-hmm. a fear monger that, yes. like, the world is ending. Yes. I think there's even an episode called Bomb Shelter. Cause yeah, he's like, like he's the apocalypse person. Yes, mm-hmm. and he just gets, starts to get, he gets, like, a bunch of water and whatnot. I think the reason why Ruth is holding the drill is because, like, she's, she, what she essentially, like, we're shocked now about the six marriages. Like, wait till you see what else <laughs> George yeah, has. And, yeah. Um, I think the idea of he has, she's going to have to fix him. That's why, like, it's very prominent. It's a big yellow drill while the two of them are hugging and kissing. And of all places, a hardware store. But I think that's why she's holding it because it's like a sign of things to come, you know. Um, and that's what it, she essentially does. And she starts reaching out to other of George's family members who are like, it's kind of like she got like a lemon. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, 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 what the fuck did I just get into? But that's sort of the peril of if you're going to rush into something like that, you might not know that this person was a, a serial killer or completely crazy like George's whatever. Um, but when, when I saw her holding the drill, that might have not been something I picked up, picked up on earlier times watching it but this time I was like whoa definitely um, quick call back to our conversation the prior episode Ruth admits to David she thinks Lisa is dead yeah. so she gives up on that yeah she gave up on that why do you think she's like is it because she's a little bit more grounded to earth I don't know I don't know either but it just and the only reason no, why it th- struck I me is because we, we like had that, a conversation Yeah, I on think it. it's just like that breakdown that she had and then it just kind of set in with her. Right. And here when she tells David that she plans on marrying George, uh, it's not, you know, like I want to spend my life with him and it, it's, it's more don't I deserve to be happy. Yeah. A- again, almost nothing to do with George Sibley. Uh, yeah, as a person. It's just I need to my have happiness. Happiness need to have a husband, right. somebody, a boy toy. Uh, to move on to the storyline, when the two of them are at the pool, again, I'm not trying to hammer home my point. It's just I picked up on it a lot while watching it. George, of course, is writing a book on platonic plates of rocks, which I don't think there's anything more more boring in the world. Off the top of your of your head, what was the least interesting class in like all of like your high school and like junior high? Because while talking this, I just hit me. What was one of the most boring classes ever? What like was yours? Earth science. Earth science. Mm. <laughs> it was just like learning about rocks. And mm-hmm. um, do you have one off the top of your head? The most boring class that I ever had. Something in your head when you go back and think about it, you're like, "Oh my god, I fucking hated that class." Whoa. Not because it was hard. All of them. All, all of them. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't know which one did Natalie I. Natalie didn't finish sixth grade. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> which one? Which one did I hate the most? I don't know. Fair enough. Fair enough, yeah. Uh, <laughs> the, the answer is none of them because I didn't go to school. Uh, the So Ruth makes it a point again to be like, hey, why isn't your picture on here? Why isn't your picture on the book? And he goes, because uh, it's not about me. It's about the rocks. Uh, again, I just feel like it, it's, it's the idea of him writing this book, whatever. Like, it's not picture. It's kind of about you like yeah. this is who wrote this and he's like no it's not about me it's about completely something else you know um i don't know anything else on their storyline because i know we get like the whole the whole yeah no i'm bored with them yeah like it was kind of at first it was kind of like oh they're moving fast that's kind of kind of funny and kind of whoa what the hell and it just kind of i mean ruth does pull back a little bit you know um so yeah, when they're when they're embalming Mr. Williman in the embalm in the uh, prep room, first of all, re-embalming. Does I've never, I've never heard of that. Yeah, and I, I don't know, knowing what I know, and and no, you know what? Even after aspirating, whatnot, I don't. How do you see, re-embalm? Yeah. The, you, I mean, when you aspirate somebody, it's it's so done. We're in agreement that I, I just I've, I've never, never seen right. that, but now. There's, uh, there's the embalming machine with embalming fluid in it, and there's the the hose running out, but we don't see where that's going in, but we see, uh, oh shit, angular forceps. What is this? We just had this. <laughs> angular <laughs> forceps. Good job. Is it? It's angular yes, forceps. Okay. Yes. Angular forceps are going in. 
and out is coming like this Yellow. urine color. Yeah, I don't know what that I, is. I don't. I couldn't but even. But if you listen to what he said, he said he I didn't like yeah. his his tone. tone. It was he said he was too pink, didn't he? Uh, too orange. Too orange. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, David and Rico and everybody that was gathered around, but that was it. Probably had some dye in there. And how are you going to take that out of the tissue now? Like that yeah. doesn't make any sense. Why didn't you just re, why didn't you just cosmetize differently? I don't I didn't get that whole thing and I didn't know if this is something that has ever been done, especially after you aspirate somebody. How do you like I understand when we do somebody for a medical college, you know, we embalm But you don't you but don't we aspirate. never aspirate, correct. Right. And how I don't I don't even know what was happening. And just really quick for people who don't understand, uh, aspirating after you embalm and all the tissues get embalmed through all the vessels, the embalming fluid is dispersed through all vessels and whatnot, right? Uh, when you aspirate, you're essentially piercing all the organs and the heart for fluid, but more importantly, gas. Correct. So what happens is you disrupt that whole... Circulation. Circulation. Your, 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 your intention is to disrupt that circulation. Disrupt is a nice way to say completely fucking destroy. Yeah. <laughs> like, so I don't even know how you would be able to recreate. Just picture... Uh, I-95 goes from Florida all the way up to whatever. Just picture that's the only road to travel, and in the middle of Georgia, North Carolina, South Carolina, you just destroy I-95. How those cars are going to... Right? Yeah. I'm just trying to like present no, no, an that's example. A good, I'm just saying, like it's um, even if... maybe Okay, so maybe he wasn't aspirated, but I'm sure he was. Well, and then um, even what's coming out, this that cavity fluid is... I, I just... I don't understand it. Yeah. I don't understand it. And, and it's to the idea that... The show really gets away yeah. with. Didn't you say that there was a funeral director? There on set, was, so and I would love to just say, "Hey, why? Where? Yeah, this where? Come from? But was it let, just for Hollywood? But also, let's not let's not be too naive, vain. I don't know what the word is. That maybe this is a thing, and just we haven't we haven't done it. When I when I started working in Florida, I've learned new things after working X amount of years, and even as of recently. You've seen things that I've done and vice versa. So mm -hmm. it's like, maybe this is a thing we just don't know about it. Well, we both don't know about it. <laughs> right. And I don't remember this being in my comp end. Um, <laughs> did you notice uh, what, did you notice that they were embalming on Pulse or no? Yes. Oh, you did? I meant to ask that another way so, to let you have the uh, the floor to shine bright, but I'm sorry. Because that's how I do. That's how you That's how I do. I do pulse. And we'll get on another episode of what Why? embalming on pulse means. Pulse versus direct. Right. Uh, Allison comes in and starts hitting on Nate. Uh, no, and she, he was downstairs. Right. He was downstairs. And then they can hear the doorbell ring. Right. So he goes up and he's in his casual running clothes mm -hmm. and she comes in and, um, were you going to talk about all that? Did I just take that from you? No, go and ahead. she says... Natalicious, the floor is yours. <laughs> she said, yeah, I'm here for... And turns flowers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and um, he's like, yeah, but they're included in the package. But there is... You know what that reminded me of? Well, I'm, obviously, I'm a huge Reddit fan. And every once in a while, there has, there'll be like a post. It's like, guys or woman, when have you given out a hint and guys have not picked up on it and then it's been the opposite like guys when have you picked up on a hint uh, -huh. uh here that was clearly what she was doing. yeah it's like well what about this <laughs> <laughs> it was really funny and he's like uh you gotta go yeah uh but what she says i thought was really really cool how they did it she says you know she she, she comes on to nate and nate's like listen no thank you and it's I like the the double sided sort of, you know, is your wife around? And it's like actually no, she's not. Yeah. But it doesn't mean like hey, let's go do this. It's like I really don't know where she is. You know, <laughs> uh, literally she's gone. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, she says all I do is sit in a room and stare at the walls, right? Yeah. And if that scene cuts to Claire, which, by the way, she's getting an abortion. Uh, the scene cuts to her in a room, literally just staring at a clock with Maya behind her. Yeah. Uh, and I guess we could <laughs> get into this. I don't like say, I feel like I'm saying, when I say abortion, I feel like I'm saying a word I shouldn't say. Like when we all realized, like, I, 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 I'm not ashamed to admit this because I was young, but the F word mm -hmm. in, in relation to homosexuals, like uh, there's a point I came to, I was like, oh my God, I, no, like I shouldn't say that. The R word, when you're referring to someone's level of intelligence, right? Yeah. Like, 
I'm not ashamed to it. Like, uh, growing up, I had said those words, and all of a sudden, I was like, no, no, you can't say that. As of right now, we're talking, and I'm, the word abortion's coming out. I feel like I shouldn't say that. Mm-hmm. No? Do you not? No, I, I mean, I, it's, such a, it's a, such a heavy word. It's a heavy word, I'll give you that, but it's, it's, like, it's, fuck. it's, it's what else would you? I know. I, termination of, I know. It just, it feel when I keep saying it, I keep feeling like I'm saying something crude or whatever, yeah. but It's a whatever. heavy word. We'll get into it. Um, I guess how, how it starts is, is Brenda... Well, first, Claire. Claire is the ultimate afterthought in the family, yeah. and in the sh- not in, not in the show, but in the family because everyone's got their thing going on. She, she you know, she kind of reaches out a little bit for help, and nobody was yeah, taking it. Busy, yeah. got something to do, whatever. So basically, Brenda shows up and just trying to get in contact with Nate. Uh, ballsy on Brenda to just show up and be like, "Let me help you," right? Yeah. Um, but I also understand where Brenda's coming from, where obviously they're not married anymore and whether or not Brenda is still still in love with Nate, but just the idea of wanting to help someone, like just wanting to be there, like take a dollar, let me make a phone call for you, let me drive somewhere for you, right? And Nate's like totally blocking it and yeah, angry. Yeah, fuck and, off. And so yeah. But that's his grief and his, his scaredness and, you know, she's educated enough with all of this that she's picking up on it and she's still persisting. Yeah. And what a good friend. Well, that's what I mean. Like She's there to be a friend. She's not there to be a girlfriend. Like, yeah, I, I, I'm... It, it sucks. It sucks that Nate's pushing her away or whatnot. But I will say she did kind of help out. You know, when you tell someone, I want to help you, I want to help you, I want to yeah. help you. And here it's like, hey, you're not going to be able to help me. But hey, I have a, obviously Nate doesn't know, but I have a sister here who needs, yes. right? Yeah. Um, man, to, to, to the, the opening scene when they're, when they're getting the, they're in the, the clinic for, let's say, whatever. It's just so cold all of it i imagine that's how cold it is it's like so sanitizing and every like all of it you know it was it was really like a, a fucking dark look into it into something that probably i mean whatever yo you're not getting into death penalty i'm not getting into abortion the whole thing of it um this is where i had said that those two scenes paralleled because you remember in the beginning he's getting in that injection mm-hmm. and just the way he's laying out yeah and she gets and then here claire also gets it both terminating of life you know i yeah. like how the, the, the two of them play together um something that we didn't talk about and i've always had like if i ask you define twilight to me what would you define it as here in, in relation to the episode why are you looking at me like <laughs> that because <laughs> i don't know if i want to answer any more of your questions <laughs> I was uh, going to say the, the movie. <laughs> Twilight. I love it. <laughs> Just trying to lighten it up a little bit. You Victor. could find Natalie on the Twilight <laughs> podcast where she gets into... Um, Team Edward. Was it Bella? Is it Bella? Bella, right. yeah. Um, <laughs> do you have a definition of what a Twilight is? Because she, she apparently the sedation she gets is called, called Twilight. Twilight yeah. She says, you're not really gone, but you're not really here. Yeah, it's a haze. And, and I, what I did is I looked up after, for the, I wanted to know like what Twilight was defined as in right. the Webster's Dictionary. And it's like a haze. It says here, and it makes peri- sense that this is a perfect title for this show. A period of state of obscurity, ambiguity, or gradual decline. Yeah. Yeah. Which is really, um, and I'll, I'll, I won't leave you hanging out there when I, someone says Twilight to me or the word Twilight. I think of Legend of Zelda, Twilight Princess. So you're and not alone. Okay, so never make fun of me again. Never, never. This podcast doesn't work being, if I don't get to uh, make fun of Edward you. I didn't make fun of you. Loving it. I didn't make fun of you. I just said you could find Natalie on the Twilight podcast. I'm um, gonna reread those books tonight. <laughs> uh, anything on this whole scene, the 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 abortion scene, before we get back to Brenda's, because Claire goes to Brenda's after. Is there anything? No, you're good. I just it's. Um, it's just I, I I feel so bad for Claire, yeah. and it's just I don't I can't even imagine what she's going through right now. And I wish she I mean the, I would think this is the one time you need that support system yeah. and your hands. I mean I think that again that show missed some things. I I don't I'm sure she went through protesters before she got into that office. Yeah, yeah. You know there are um they every state enacts different rules before yeah. you know an abortion can be performed. And it's just, I feel so bad for her and what she's going through. And, 
I, I just wish she had more support. Yeah. Um, and she's just, and it's like, she just can't talk about it, but I'm grateful uh, that Brenda was there for her. And I think Claire probably at this point of her life, cause she's definitely, I think more strong willed, if that's a word, than her brothers. And I think it's cause she's probably had to been like that her entire life. Yeah. Like always had to care for herself. And yes, whatnot, cause she they're has. so much yeah. older than her. Yeah. Uh, when they're at Brenda's house, Brenda, you know, Claire says, oh, you're still in love with my brother. Um, do you think she is? Yes. Definitely still. Definitely. Even no, even like knowing what's going on with his wife. Missing, no, no. Yeah. I think she's definitely still in love with him. Um, as like as a romantic interest or just as a person? Because there is like a difference. Uh, uh, what's that? Well, okay. Now like, I think that she's as a romantic what interest. What I'm saying is. As like soulmate. What I'm saying is when she shows up, if Nate was to be like, well, listen, I know my wife's missing, but I kind of want to spend the rest of my life with you versus I know my wife is missing. Help me do something for me. Please take me shopping. Like there's a difference there. Right. Okay. I think that Brenda would say um, if, if he came. If right said, now Nate was like, marry me. She would say, no, your wife is missing. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't we go look for her? <laughs> and then after we find her, we'll get divorced. Then we'll get divorced and <laughs> yeah. then we'll get married. You know, I don't think that she's that irrational. Yeah. You know, no, I, 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 I was taking it out to the extremes just to see. Because there's a difference of love. Like, I love you as a, as a friend, as a person, versus I love you and I want to spend my life with you. There's, I just, I think Brenda has, like, is like 20% I'm in love with Nate, as in I want him to be my partner. And I, I, do, I think at this point it's 80%. I want Nate in my life. Like, I want to help him. And maybe it's, it's, it's uh, a little bit deeper, a little bit bigger, because Nate, just like, what's her name, Allison Willeman, He's really vulnerable right now. Mm-hmm. So the, it, and she picked up on that. Yeah, now's like your time to like, hey, let me be here for you and whatnot. But right. Brenda's not Brenda's not using Brenda knows he's vulnerable, but she's not using it against him. Like yeah, Allison's no. doing and to with, be fair, with yeah. Uh, Nate. Yeah, yeah. Um there <laughs> we have sort of combative parallel scenes where Nate is sleeping with Allison and we have David sleeping with uh, Patrick. Who is the complete opposite of Keith. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Personality-wise, right, right. those two are different. I mean, I mean everything. Looks-wise, white, black, blonde hair, blue eyes, it's David, big buff and Keith. No, yeah. I know. In every, in Ooh, every why single... Why would you leave Keith? Mm. <laughs> please, Keith, please. But do you remember how Keith and da- uh, Nate and David kept saying the same words? They kept saying the same things? Yeah. Uh, they were also having... And they, they made it a point to show the two sleeping with other people at the same time um nate's being far more worse detrimental <laughs> to <laughs> to everything right um I, I guess i guess we could sort of finish up with david and keith that uh af- after mr williman's service father jack shows up and david's just kind of i guess kind of the idea of twilight like searching for and lost in the yeah. state whatever I like Father Jack's line. He says, truth in relationships don't make life better. They make life possible. That's kind of... That's beautiful. That's a nice little... Uh, anything before we get to the last scene between them? Because I love the last scene between them. No, no. Let's when see. Keith gets home and he just kind of total guy move, like just gets home, starts unbuttoning his shirt, turns on the TV. And you can see David sitting there just like fuming. Because he picks <laughs> up the remote and he's like, nope. <laughs> he turns it off and, you know... Uh, yeah, and they just he's, David's like, you know, I'm I'm sick of it. I'm out of here. Um, Have you ever done that to anybody? Like, like been that fuming at somebody that you're just waiting to end it. Nope, I'm Keith. I'm like, Man. I know something's going on, and I'm gonna come like, and then and then on, on top of it, because I I knew I knew what Keith was doing here. Keith acts surprised when David turns <laughs> off. Like he fucking knew better, you know. <laughs> he wouldn't feed into it. No, here, here I'm Keith. Like not right now, please. I'm at work. It's like, oh, fine. Let's get into it. Uh, why have you? Oh yeah, he's waiting, <laughs> waiting. We are so. This is so funny. How complete opposite we are yeah. on things. Waiting for it, fuming for it. Yeah, and it's a bad feeling when they don't react to it. <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, Keith is just like, oh, all right, calm down, like, sit down, whatever. It's just like, no. <laughs> I've never seen kind of this anger or whatnot out of David 
what I loved about this scene is Keith's facial reactions. Because mm-hmm. David is like screaming some shit at him that he has not... I, he felt, but he never said to him. And, you know, because even when he says like, oh, what are you going to do, hit me? Just Keith, like... I, I've tried to say it before. Flinchback. Yeah. Whatever. I was like, whoa, you know. Uh, anything on their storyline? No. I'm, I, I miss you, Keith. <laughs> he's, he's not going anywhere. I love you, Keith. He'll be back next episode. But I did side with David on that fight. Just going to say it again. <laughs> yeah, of course you did. Um, when Allison comes to Nate after Mr. Williman's service. Oh, man. What a bad, bad decision Nate made. <laughs> what a bad, 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 poor. And that is the number yep. one reason why. What do I say all the time? Bros before hoes. I don't know. Bros, what do you say? No, that you don't mix business with pleasure like that. You say that all the time? <laughs> okay, I've said it three times this year. No, I'm saying you just, you don't do that. You don't do that. How many times, listen, come on now, you tell me. How many times have you been hit on in arrangements? Or you knew that that person was like, yo, Victor. No, I mean... Like, like where if I acted upon it, I no, not you never acted upon it. I'm just saying that you can, you know what's happening. The same thing with the flowers thing, you know, I, you I just got You got to shut that down. You got to end that. It doesn't matter what your thoughts right. are. It could be the hottest man in the room that you're taking care of his family. But the answer is no. But you probably get it a lot more as a woman than I get as a handsome young devil. Yeah. Right. I do get it a lot. You know, yeah, I get that a lot. <laughs> I was going to say, I also get a lot of people comment on my weight and arrangements, too. There's a okay. lot of people that like to tell me I need to lose weight. Okay. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. The way Nate rips into her was so fucking depressing for me. I know. Because, and I feel it from Nate, too. I, I, part of why I do enjoy the show is because there's a lot of, like, I understand where Nate's coming from, and I also hate where Nate's coming from, and I understand where Allison's coming from, because that girl probably after this, she probably no family, no friends. Oh, she thought she scored. A- right, yeah. but after this, after Nate fucking screams at her like this, she probably, if she's hungry, she goes to McDonald's by herself. So sad. And you know, and, and you know what it is too. Like she's a pretty girl, so I bet you there's like a lot of, you know, the whole, you know, you have to. I'm sure as a woman you have to is this guy hitting on me just to he wants to have sex with me or is someone genuinely interested in me and she's probably so far gone off I don't want to say reality but just all of it just her whole life is Mm -hmm. fucking you know but man when Nate's ripping into her I'm like fuck just like you know it felt like a boxing fight and the guy's just swinging swinging and just like please just call it off like just end this end everything that Nate's saying listen Nate your wife is missing I get it her father's in the chapel. Right. That was, you know, yeah, that and, too. And you made this decision, Nate. Yeah. You did this. You set this up. Why would you do that to this They're girl? both to blame because she she picked up on it. She prayed on it. But Nate did make the phone call to her. Yeah. So he's also... I'm just saying like there was just a better way to handle the situation and yeah. you just ripped this person. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he does say the line that you don't get to cry and then we see kind of <laughs> how the episode ends. Yeah. Uh, which, you know, our episode ends with Nate in bed and he sort of sees something at the door and he goes into this twilight area, whatnot. Uh, the fact, uh, sort of how dreams are. There was a dream. I can't remember if it was this show or the Sopranos, but when you dream, like it is totally funky and weird. So we talked about, you ate my gummy bears before we started recording. Thank you. That's the only sugar you're going to provide to me because I really preferred an ice cream bar, but thank you for the gummy bears. All eight of them. No, the, the, the thing that sucks about the podcast is no one gets to see you <laughs> pretending to be like on the witness stands and, and being like, were you there at? And you just, the way you move forward. Yes. <laughs> no one gets to see that. Um, I, I lost bears. where I was going. Oh, just how dreams, whatever. Because I found it interesting that they comment on the orange and the glow to this twilight is orange. Like, I wonder if that's part of orange was in, or is it just, that's how you provide a twilight, but they could have gone like with a yellow tint or anything, you know, or, or like, like a, they did in the movie twilight when right. his skit, when he would be diamond luster. That's how I see twilight. <laughs> it's expensive to be me. <laughs> I see diamonds. Like we were talking about the last episode, uh, how crushing a dream could be. 
how fucking depressing it depressing is it and one last time to my theory that this this episode is the theme of it is like ideas because nate says to to lisa you know uh you know you were my last chance and lisa goes i'm not a chance i'm a person oh yeah we talked about that a little bit did we we did what? yeah i like that line i want to get tattooed you're gonna That's, get that tattooed. Yes, um, <laughs> I like. For that someone line. who didn't like this episode, you. Wait, I tell you what. <laughs> I when we stop recording, I'm gonna just feel like the com- biggest moron idiot in the world. No, just, I, thank I, you. I, I thought this was. No, I, thought, I mean this, I don't know why I didn't think like that. I don't know. I just didn't. It didn't occur to maybe me. Maybe I played it up too much. You, yes, this is yeah, your fault. Any chance this to blame it on me? Your yes. fault. <laughs> um, no, that was a great line. I'm not a chance. I'm a person. I. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. But right, but I mean, she is a person. She's not a chance. But Ruth and George have been saying that to each other this entire episode. You're my last chance to be happy. You're my last chance of happiness and, and love. That relationship doesn't go very well. Right, right. <laughs> but how much, first of all, your wife is missing. So right there, like all the sympathy and, and everything in the world, but uh, empathy, I guess, right? Empathy. With empathy. Um, but. To, to, to kind of know and it, it's we could we could get into a huge large discussion of like not you know the, the whole give it your all every day because like he probably it has so much regret of how much fighting they did and it's like fuck if I could have just loved her a little better and in, cause in his own dream and anything everything he's you know you were my last chance for happiness and Lisa's like no 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 like, like yeah. we just said no 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 I wasn't your chance. I'm your. I'm a fucking person. Yeah. That you were supposed to treat me better, and I bet you wherever if Lisa was there, I bet you if it's turned around, Lisa probably says the same. The dream is the same way. Yeah. I Nate think so. Says, I'm a. I'm yeah. Not a chance like now. Lisa, because I wasn't. They yeah. both. They both entered this relationship, not under uh, sort of just false pretenses. False pretenses, and it wasn't what yeah. it, it. You know, they had a baby, yeah. and then they. You know, because we and we always go back to. I don't, we don't always go back to it, but I think about it all the time that scene where they're driving and Lisa's recalling oh all the God. great intimate moments. And it's only when Nate had sex with when uh, his booty call a fa- yeah, failed yeah. and she was playing actually like D right. You know? Right. Yeah. I mean how like I just sitting at, if I, I don't want to ever know that that's just, but that's she was so, happy with it. Though. I know, but like I, not only did she know it, she was happy with it. But I it. think she was making up yeah, something yeah, like yeah. you know just rationalizing ra- yeah. yeah and it just it it just wasn't healthy at all pop quiz what do you always say because <laughs> you just said it like five minutes ago what do i always say, what do I always say? <laughs> <laughs> you said you always say it <laughs> we're gonna this podcast will be oh. four hours long because we're gonna <laughs> wait here for what you always say I don't think I took my vivance today. I should have. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Okay. You know what? This what is do you always say? That I love you and you're my best friend. <laughs> I totally forget. What do I say? Oh. Oh, I am rattled today. Oh, man. Business before pleasure. Yeah, no, yeah. No, don't no, mix business. Don't mix. Yeah, 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 I right. always say that. <laughs> man, you are interrogating me tonight. I'm not. I know, but I have to be because... Anything else on the episode? <laughs> this is a we very close? dark episode. <laughs> oh, man. The darkest episode ever. I'm not sure I'm coming back for the next one. <laughs> so thank you for having me tonight. <laughs> I think I, I think I'm out. <laughs> uh, anything else on closing? Anything that we didn't? We skipped, I just think I, that we they should skipped have, over I, a few scenes. We did. We we sure did, but that's okay. Um, I mean, they're important. Like, we sure didn't talk about, you know, Nate when he was thinking of scenarios of what happened to Lisa. Mm-hmm. You know, what the boy comes to pick her up and she's drinking the Dr. Pepper. Um, but it's just, I, I just, I don't know. I think that they missed a lot. I think that they missed a lot of technical things on this episode. But also... Um, I gotta always remember that's not what that's what it's about. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I just think they should have hyped up a little bit more about you know the serial killer and dealing with uh, you know I'm sure the media would have been surrounded and how nuts that would have been and the moment of crisis with Nate and you know David's kind of out of it right now too. I just I don't know. Uh, I guess we did kind of gloss over this that might well no we didn't just uh, (laughs) I love I love the the cynical or pessimistic 
uh, uh, idea of da- David of I need I'm ready for some new unhappiness. <laughs> like I'm ready to to be mad again. Whatever. Um, yeah. I again I watched this episode and a few times and every time I was like shit. This is fucking dark and all of it. Um, well. Yeah. When I watched this episode, I was like, man, this is dark. So. You came in. You were like, that was the funniest episode ever. Are you sure this is not a comedy? Do you no, want to give give out your Instagram handle, please? Instagram or Snapchat? <laughs> We're going to go through it all. At Nat Loves Duncan. Uh-huh. And what could they find on your feed? Natalicious. Well, <laughs> you just... Okay. And your Snapchat name is Natalicious. <laughs> Food, dog, and... Um, Dank-ass memes. Dank memes, yeah. Yep. Uh, I think my Snap... No, I can't even give out my Snapchat. Um... I, no, I'm not giving out my Instagram. Uh, I'm on Twitter. I'm at Digging Podcast. I am on Facebook under Digging Six Feet Under. And this is the awkward thing when I don't think no matter even if I have a girlfriend or one of my best friends or whatever, when there's a sex scene on TV, I feel super awkward. Do you? I'm completely comfortable. It's, that looks like Tuesday. That looks like Tuesday. Or... In a few hours from now. So, so we'll be back next week. I don't know if I'm coming back next week. For the season I finale of season three <laughs> with Jillian Neff. Uh, to, I, shit. What's next week's episode name? Uh, I think it's I'm Lost. And we'll be back next week. Thank you, Natalie. Thank you, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening, Ex-best everyone. Ex-best friend. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Digging Six Feet Under podcast. Join us on the next episode as we review each episode of HBO's original television series, Six Feet Under. Please search and subscribe to us on SoundCloud and iTunes under Digging Six Feet Under. The Digging Six Feet Under podcast is in no way affiliated with HBO or Six Feet Under, and the views expressed here are solely that of the hosts. No infringement is intended.